The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 87, recorded February 18th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. Welcome to the podcast. With me as always, Michael Diaz. Michael, good to see you. I know. Our listeners don't know this, but we are also, we have video going as we're doing this. So hopefully we don't step on each other's words as often. No, not as often, but, and maybe there'll be video and we can do some really ugly looking YouTubes, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, We definitely have faces for podcasts. That's right. Big week. Um, I know we're recording a little bit later. Uh, It's going to probably drop the same night that you guys get it, but we're recording hopefully the same day that you guys usually get it. We're recording on that. So um, we're a little late to the table on the Wanda, but um, it feels late to me anyways. But, you know. It's okay. It's okay. Lots to talk about. Lots of news this week. One of them I think we'll probably start with uh, in a second. Uh, Could take a little bit of time. Maybe not. Um Got some cool uh, geeks this week, and obviously WandaVision is going to be our main topic again, and we'll talk about our book club. It's still going to happen, right, Michael? Are we still booking? Oh, yeah. Here's the deal. I'm a geek. You're a geek. We're going to read geek shit no matter what. Might as well make it constructive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's jump into um, the news. And this week, it's Gina Carano made some comments, and Disney decided to, you know, not rehire her. She was technically not working for the company at the time because they didn't start shooting or scripting or anything. Right, right. Um, now, I don't want this podcast to turn into a, a political stance. So basically, the point I'm I'm going to say is, you know, it's not a freedom of speech issue because nobody was arrested. So like we can stop with the freedom of speech kind of thing. Anybody she's, she can say whatever she likes and that's fine. I have no problem with any of that, but Disney also has the right to run their business the way they see fit. And if someone is not living up to um, their expectations, then they have the decision that they they made. Um, And I think people are up in arms. I agree with you. I I mean, I think we've hinted at our, political leanings, but that's not here or there. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, and she's, you know, this isn't the first time she stirred up some controversy, right? It's been no, going no. on for months. Correct. And you know what? I may not believe what she believes. She doesn't, you know, we may not align politically, but people can say what they want. However, there seems to be a line that you can't cross. The minute you start bringing up Nazis or, uh, denigrating any kind of particular race or creed, you're going to get in trouble, right? Most companies are just not going to want to be associated with that. And Disney is a big one. 
It's yes. not like she's working for a B film company that's making something. Disney's a, you know, a giant conglomerate that everybody knows. There's not even reason to explain what Disney is. It's it's a family oriented company, and you know, they have a right to do what they need to do. The thing that sucks is I really liked her character. I mean, I, I liked what she did on that show, and it just you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up on this topic is can we ever separate? the person from the character and can we enjoy that? Or is this the way it's always going to be now? I guess it is. It's, it is the way it's going to be like, you know, I, by all accounts, John Wayne probably wasn't the best of people, you know, but (laughs) they still, people still, right. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's a different time and I'm not excusing anything. I'm just saying, can we separate the art from the artists? Can we enjoy that? And that goes along a lot of whether you're no matter what side you are on the fence, you know, because it did, they did show a, a, a concentration camp image with other kids that that Pedro Pascal posted a while ago. Now, to be fair, we don't know. Like, we know nothing. Like, Disney could have told Gina Carano, like, please don't do this. And then they, they could have slapped her hand three or right. four times. And then finally, it's like, that's it. You know, they could have told Pedro Pascal once right. and he's never done it again. You know? Um, it, right. You know, it's a shame that she didn't really see the giant opportunity that she had with that company and that character and what it could do for her. And especially if it's going into another episode, uh, series like, you know, Rangers of the New Republic. Exactly. I mean, I think I'm on the same page as you in that, you know, I really first saw her uh, in a movie named Havoc by Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right after she kind of wrapped up her MMA career. And all I thought about when I saw that movie was, she can kick your ass, but she is a terrible actress. And then I saw her again in the Fast and Furious series. It was better, but she was still kind of a terrible actress. So I think I think we even jumped back to a previous episode when we like a year ago or more when we talked about the Mandalorian. I was pleasantly surprised at how good she was. Yeah. I thought she was great at that role. So yeah, I am gonna miss her. And she had so much potential because I assumed we were going to see her again in either The Mandalorian or in, uh, what is it, The um, Rangers of the New Republic? Correct. They never came out and said it. But as they made her a ranger and she got the coin or the, the emblem and all that, it was heavily right. hinted that we were probably going to see her in that new show. Yeah, I think it was part of the plan. Like she could have been, she could have had a much larger role and and really push that thing forward. I mean, she's going to be limited to what she plays right now. But if she, you know, I don't, you know, whatever. But um, it it just sucks because I thought that character was really coming along and she was growing. Right, and as far as separating the actor from the art, I think you can to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, different people have different reactions. Right. They're all kinds of people. Like, okay, Chris Pratt is one. He seems to be fairly, from from what I've seen, he seems to be lean, leaning to the right politically. Okay. And, you know, he, he's he's taken some flack for that recently. And people like Robert Downey Jr. and basically all of his co-stars in all the Avengers movies have come to his defense. Now, he's not going into... He's not veering into anti-Semitic territory. He's right. not bringing up Nazis. I, I don't think anyone should be, you know, quote unquote, canceled just because of a political bent. 
necessary. Yeah, I mean, people have to understand that. I mean, again, not a political show, but conservatism is different, much different than it ever was. You know, there's a difference between being, you know, uh, don't spend my money without telling me what you're spending it on. You know, that kind of fiscal responsibility constitutionalist and what we've right. had the last four years. It's a completely different discussion, you know. Um, and honestly, I don't really care what an actor is. I don't. I'm not going to – no actor is going to push me to go X, Y, or Z and vote for X, Y, you know, whoever. But right. I, I think, I'm not you gonna, know, I wouldn't tell anybody – yes, okay. I wouldn't tell anybody – um that they can or cannot talk. It's just like, if you're, if you have a career in the public, sometimes you just say nothing, but I mean, you have the right to say everything, but, but, you know, but people with Twitter and those kind of things, you tend to do it on a, an emotional type and people just generally don't think before they push that, you know, post button and, um, you know, actors are passionate people. So. Right. You do have the right to say, not mm-hmm. anything, but just about anything. But you don't have the right to do that without any kind of consequence or response. Correct. So. I mean, yeah, there's consequences. Right. I This is not true, but I can say, you know, I hate people with purple eyes. And I picked that because it's an extreme example. Right. I could say that. And if I was a huge political figure or even a you know celebrity or something, you know, People with purple eyes would probably be pretty upset and want me to shut up and not say that. And if I was, you know, Disney and we were, you know, we were, you know, making a show with people with purple eyes, they'd probably be upset with that too. I mean, it's just, it's a far out there example, but there are consequences to what I said. And if you're going to own your words, that's fine. But you got to own the consequences too. Yeah. I find that people that like, they say freedom of speech, but that, you know, other people have freedom of reaction. I mean, it's not like you can't just, you know, pretend you say it in a vacuum. And again, she wasn't arrested. No rights were taken away from her. Both sides have their point. She can say what she likes with, you know, and Disney can do what they like. And who knows, you know, maybe they'll come back to this in a year and, and have a conversation. She may come back. Who the heck knows? You know, um, well, you know, James Gunn. Exactly. Was, uh, forgiven. Yeah, and those tweets were old, old. You know, I know the circumstances are different. I mean, I have read some things where she may have been warned more than three times. Right. Um, but I can't, obviously, we can't confirm that. We're not in that kind of no. But it just sucks. It sucks. I, I You know, any kind of negative. It just seems like there's always something that has to come around that's negative around the Star Wars franchise. You know, and this exactly. is just another one of those things, and it sucks. Let's talk about something potentially positive then. Do it. Okay. So if any of you follow Ray Park on Instagram, he's been hinting very, very heavily that he yep. is coming back as Maul. Yeah. And the funny thing was that that picture that he posted on Instagram, pretty funny. That, that was actually from Solo. Oh, really? I guess he's posted it before. So he, he could be like, you know, um, trying Trolling to garner us. his own, garner his own, you know, uh, fan what do you call it? Fan casting? Could be. Could be. You know, I, where would they put them? People want to say Obi-Wan series. Um, I've seen I, that. I thought he was posted more than one image, though. I thought he posted a follow-up. but He may maybe have. that was an old one. That could have been an old one as well. But still. I, uh, 
I have to say, I hope he is coming back. I like Darth Maul. I do too, but I don't know. Like, I don't want them to reenact what happened in Rebels because that made that that particular episode just amazing. Right. I don't, you know, and I think it just it'll take some credibility away from Rebels. So where do you put them? You know, is it? I uh, it can't take place during Mandalorian because he's according to canon, he's dead at that time. Dude, the the answer is obvious. Boba Fett. No, Boba Fett takes place at the same time as the Mandalorian, unless they do flashbacks. But right, but okay. So, oh yeah, that's right. So he's dead by then, isn't he? He's dead before. Uh, he's dead before a New Hope. Well, damn it! There goes my idea. Well, then, so it, then it has to be Kenobi. Right, and then I don't want them to reenact like. No, I see what you're saying. Now it it could be dream sequences or whatever, but um, you know, we'll see. I think he's trolling. Could be, but if he's back, I'm not against it. I oh mean, no, seeing him uh, solo was cool, and it was a brief cameo, but it was just him on a you know a hollow vid talking and being menacing. Now I want to see. Well, we, yeah, we, I, we forgot about an ep- a show that just hit me. I just watched Solo yesterday, by the way. Again, as oh, yeah? a, you know, the background. There is a Lando series. There is a Lando series. but Which could be crime syndicate. Like it could take off after that Solo era, era. I don't think it's that, though, only because they haven't announced anything like production starting on that or anything yet. All we know is that it's coming. But we no, know but they better start it. doing it. They better start making that show. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. <laughs> I want to see Darth Maul face to face, my friend, <laughs> with but my I, with my great capes. I do, I do want to see Maul in action again. And Ray Park, yes, it's been over twenty years, but if you've seen any of Instagram, he's yes, he's also twenty years older, but he can still do the vast majority of those moves. He's still very oh fit. for sure. I mean, and and. You know, hey, they could put him in Kenobi. They could put him in that in Lando if they do it. Um, we'll see. Or we'll see even Cassian could be in the Andor series. Yep, absolutely. You're right. That could be. That's another because that takes place prior. So definitely and, could be part of the, of of. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh! I just watched Crimson Dawn. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's Crimson Dawn. Yeah, yeah, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, in there too. You know, the rebellion being what it is, they can't really be on the up and up because if you can't go to you can't go buy arms from an arms arms seller, the, a reputable one, because the empire controls them. So right. you know they're going to be doing stuff black market, and who just controls like, the criminal yeah. enterprises? There you just go. like that bad Benicio character, by my play both sides. You know, right? God, was that a bad character? Um. <laughs> so bad so, so bad all right well that's cool i mean i i totally hope ray park comes back. I, I mean darth maul never got his due in terms of what most people see and he was a a great character it's a shame that i i do think it's a one miss that the prequels had that you know i, th- I think even george lucas may have found out later that it would have been so much better if Darth Maul was the last bad that Anakin actually kills to to take the side of Palpatine. It would have been a good, a good battle. I think that that 
think about the revenge he had to to kill. You know that he would have in his mind that Maul still are the, out there, and he killed Qui Gon, and because Qui Gon was such a big deal for Anakin, you know, it would have been right. much stronger. You're rewriting than, the entire prequels, though. Uh, yes and no. You just take out Count Dooku, and you've got you're fine. You know, Dooku was kind of. I'd a, be okay with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't need Dooku, and I don't like yeah. the name. So. Christopher <laughs> Lee, Lee, he's he's badass, and it was cool to bring him into that. But yeah, yeah, Darth Maul's cooler. Yeah, as a villain, I understand the, the playing a bull, playing a both sides that Dooku did uh, in yes. that part of the part of the story. But we already had Darth Sidious doing that. So, anyways, exactly. that would be cool. I'm in. I'm in. Same here. All right, what's next? Uh, Ronald D. Moore. If you're a geek, you know him well as one of the producers of Battlestar Galactica, the reboot from 2003, mm-hmm. which they're rebooting again, but somehow continuing. Anyhow, that'll be for another episode. But I haven't any, heard any words on that yet. Well, it's, lately anyways. I think they're still developing it because there's no way they're shooting it yet. I mean, no. COVID threw everything for, for a loop, but anyway. Right. Anyway, the point is, Ronald, Ronald D. Moore, he had an Exclusive deal with Sony, Sony uh, Television. Made a bunch of money there. Uh, I think he, uh, I don't know if uh, all of his shows came from that, but his shows that he has there, like uh, Outlander Mm -hmm. and For All Mankind, which is on Apple Plus, uh, he gets to keep on producing those. Those get to stay. But he has left them and has now signed a deal with Disney's 20th TV for Mm. 20th Century Fox TV. Now, does because he didn't sign up with Lucasfilm, who knows? But he does have the space epic pedigree. He came from Deep Space Nine and Voyager, which is Star Trek. Right. Obviously, when he ran the ship, Battlestar Galactica, which a darker take. He's got the pedigree. I don't know how you don't put him on a Star Wars project. He could be a but writer for sure, right? Not a writer. He's he's like a you know creator producer, so it would be his idea, and he would be the show creator and probably the executive producer on it. Right. He might well, write some of it too, but do they say they had show show leads to all the shows when they? I don't, I don't know all of them, but he's too big to just be a showrunner. Right. And like I said, the fact that he signed with 20th TV versus Lucasfilm makes me go, maybe not, but it does make me wonder this. FX has already announced they're doing an alien TV show. Right. Not sure if he'll have anything to do with that, but that is 20th. So, okay, when they bought 20th Century Fox, does the legal documents of X-Men still fall under that, or can Mar- can they cut it and give it to Marvel without any legal problems? Oh, it's, it's all Marvels now. Well, yes, but I don't know how the paper, like, could they get him for X-Men is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, they could. If the, Well, here's what I think. I think you're closer to right with the alien, by the way. Well, 
I the reason I don't think they'll do that with the X Men, I think they're just going to bring them right into Marvel Studios when the X Men yeah. come. Marvel Studios. They're not going. We can them. talk about that at one because I have some thoughts. Perfect. So obviously we don't know what projects he's going to be working on. It could be completely original stuff, right? You know, Outlanders and a, and then uh, adaptation of a book series uh, for all mankind. I believe. I don't think it's based on a book, but listeners, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but again, it's a, a retelling of history. It's an alternate history. Have you heard anything about that show? Mm-hmm. No. For, oh, it's. I want to watch it, but I, I'm not going to pay for Apple Plus, so we'll see what happens. But it's basically um, where the landing on the moon becomes militarized. Oh, nice. Versus, so the U.S. gets there, but then the Russians get there, and then they have territories on the moon. Yep. So Great. It's a alt history starting from the '60s, and then I think there's a time jump, and I think this last uh, season two, which was out, takes place in the '80s with astronaut soldiers. Well, I have so, Apple Plus for free, so I'll if it's any good, I'll at least tell you episode one. <laughs> I think most people have Apple Plus for free, and that's a problem. <laughs> well, they gave it to me for free. I didn't. I mean, when I bought my exactly. phone, yeah. Basically, you just have to buy one of their products and you get it for free. So they're trying out their subscription base. For, for now, yeah. For now, until they get enough people. And then, like, will you pay for it? Please? No, I won't. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I I really love Ted Lasso. I might just for that. It was the it was the feel-good show I needed for COVID. And it's so it's, good. You know, maybe that's what we'll start next. We just finished, uh, not geek-related, but we just finished Veep. Yeah, watch Ted Lasso. I think you'll really like it. Okay. Well, so yeah, can. I'm excited to see what more brings to the table. See what he has next. Cool, cool. All right. Um, did you have a chance to watch the Zack Snyder cut trailer? Yeah, what do you think after coming off of Batman and Superman? You know, I have to admit my bias is not anti. Right. Because I liked Superman Batman. Now, we'll get into this a bit later in our, our Geek This Week. I still think he has the wrong tone completely when it comes to Superman. So yeah, we'll find out how he does it. Yeah. Maybe it comes around, you know? Well, I don't see it coming around only because I'm sorry, bat or Superman needs to be bright red and blue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his take is definitely one of isolation for Superman, right? It's very much a different take. It's, it's, you know, He's an alien and he's treated as such on this planet, a little more realistic as to how people probably would act versus what we watched uh, as well on the Donner cut. I mean, that's, you know, humans are assholes. So um, in in the times that Zack Snyder is putting this together and this quote, as we just talked about cancel culture, right? Um, I do think people would be definitely much more. Um, yeah, he saved people, but he also did this. So fuck that guy. You know, in in the way the world is now, but I know you're. I know what you're saying. So I watched the trailer. It looks good. I like the fact that the big bad is not Steppenwolf like he was in the version that came out. That well, I think bad. he I will still, be. I still think. Yeah, he's still going to be in there quite a bit. But this is this is um the bit he. So Dark Seed is more like Thanos in Avengers One. He just right. well, he he sends Loki to go take care of the planet and, and usher in the people, right? So basically, Steppenwolf is Loki. 
which is fine. Yeah, I'm just letting because I don't think I don't think you're gonna see a huge battle with Darkseid and Superman because I think they were teasing to get to that. You know, they were they were teasing to get to that big moment so they can bring in a Green Lantern, they can bring in a couple of other people to f- to flesh out, you know, Justice League. Well, yeah, DC or I should say Warner Brothers had a plan in place. They were trying to do an accelerated version of Marvel's template, right? And so. He was obviously there as their Thanos, like you said. Yeah. So I'm excited. I I mean, it's enough where I'm going to keep my subscription to HBO Max to watch it. Oh, yeah. Especially after the other preview I saw today. What preview was that? Oh, yes. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Good segue there, Joe. Yeah. Another HBO Max because they're going to give it to me for free, right? As the theater comes, Mortal Kombat. Um, Here's a result from search. Well, no, thanks, Google. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I didn't even talk to the phone, so I don't know why that happened. Listen, it's always listening to us. It knows it all. (laughs) Um, It was a fun preview. It's Listen, this is not going to be cinematic greatness here um, for Mortal Kombat. It's going to be a fun video game adaption. You got some... um, you know, they got all the characters. They they kind of go through all the lines that are in the in the in the game. Um, so I, I, it looks fun to me. I mean, you, you see all the I'm Sub Zero and you know all these things. I enjoy uh, the one from by, by Paul Anderson. Was that who did it? Like twenty some odd more than that, twenty five plus odd yeah. years ago. I mean, I, dude, the trailers rated R because there's so much blood in the trailer. It's a red band trailer. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's good. I'll have to go check that out because it's I'm okay good for that. what it is. I mean, don't let me listen. It's not, you know. Again, I don't think. I think they're trying to create a world like everybody else is, so that they can build this thing up and tell the characters and have. There's more um, backstories and stuff like that. So you're gonna get Scorpion. You're gonna get, you know, Jax and Liu Kang. Um, you're going to get Sub-Zero. Um, you're going to get, uh, oh gosh, who's the Raiden? Oh yeah. So who's my favorite? Mine too. Only because of Big Trouble in Little China, but other than that. <laughs> Good movie. Good movie. Oh, that's a great movie. You know, it's fine. You know, sometimes you just want pure popcorn and it sounds yep. like that, that's what this is going to be. So... That's that's the approach I take to all the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I know they're not good cinema. I know they're shit, but they're entertaining shit. So yeah, more of that. Fine. Well, HBO is putting a lot of popcorn out there because we're getting, um, you know, Kong versus Godzilla. That's another. Again, I go into that. That's a pure popcorn. I'm not looking to right. see any anything other than that. Um, so that's out there. Take give it give it a watch. And if you ever played that game, to me, it was a huge game. When I played it on Sega, it was huge, huge. Played huge. it all the time. Huge. All right. Now you tell us about this Wednesday Adams news. What's going on there? I don't know much about it other than they revealed. I mean, they don't have, they didn't show the actress yet. It seems to be an animated poster, but um, our good friend, uh, Tim Burton, Mr. Weird Guy himself, is going to be doing a live action Wednesday Adams TV show, which I'm in. Are you? Just just the concept right there. We'll see. 
I'll wait. I'll wait and see. Burton can be, you know, sometimes I like him and sometimes I don't. So I'll, I'll wait and see. Um, when do you like hope. him and when don't you? I think his best film is um, Big Fish. Oh, my God. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite movies almost of all time. It's a top 10 for me for sure. I love it's, that it's movie. so damn good. Um, Cause he just, I think he just held back enough to not be so Burton. Like it, like it, it was just enough. And sometimes when he goes too far, it's just like, eh, okay. You're just doing the same thing. Like um, uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. You know, I, until you just said that, I had forgotten that was a Tim Burton movie, but you're right. Big Fish is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. So good. It's I was kind of hoping after I saw that movie, like, okay, he got all of this other stuff out of the way, and he's really going to start getting into some emotional, different type of movies and pushing his his uh, pushing him, himself a bit. And I think he hasn't. I mean, yeah, you're right, because Big Fish, I mean, that the ending of that film is emotional. Oh my god, dude! Especially if you're, you know, when you're, maybe it might be a little male centric too, but it's a, it's it's about fathers, right? And I think a, a, when you boys have a different relationship with their fathers than girls have a different relationship with their fathers, and it just hits you, kind of hits, well, they hit me this way, anyways. I hear you. Same thing here. So, I mean, yeah, there are times where he he's a little bit too Burton esque, right? But. I mean, the Adams family, they're dark. They're dark. I actually like, really like the two live action films they did. I have to admit, I didn't see the uh, the animated version that came out by the same uh, studio that did uh, what um, Despicable Me. I never saw the animated. So, yeah, I never hit it either. I watched the show way back in the day, too. I mean, not when it came out live, but really. Yeah, Adams family, I liked it, but I liked the monsters way more. <laughs> same here. Same so, here. I was never well, a huge. Like I said, I like the Adams Family. I like Adams Family values. They're just dark, dark humor. I like that. Um, so, you know, obviously, the, Christina Ricci, you know, started on those over 20 some odd years ago. She's obviously not going to be Wednesday. They're going to do a younger Wednesday. But I think it's I think it's a good vehicle for Tim uh, Tim Burton. We'll see. I'll check it out. I'm yeah. I'm, I'll I'm, check I'm, it out. I'll see it. But yeah, I'll, I'll 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 see it. I'll wait for a preview and I'll get pulled in and see what happens. It's not that's not my total cup of tea though. So it's not like I don't really care about the Adams family. So see, I'm I'm not a goth, but I or wasn't a goth back in the day, you know, in high school and all that. But I'm goth adjacent. I'm pretty yeah. Close. But you you'll throw your Cure shirt on or some shit once in a while. I'm sure. You know, I don't even have a Cure shirt. And it's funny you say that. I only own well, I, I own more than one now, but. Really not huge into the cure. All right. Well, your Smith shirt or whatever. No. With Depeche Mode. Ever. <laughs> I'm more synth pop. I need I need it whinier and I need it plinkier. Got it's it. Happy place. Got it. All right. Let's get to our geeks this week. So you and I both you you got me uh pumped to watch that again. You you mentioned it, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch it too. So it's not gonna be a full on review, but I'm curious because I've seen it a couple times. Now, obviously, Superman 2, um, you can bring up Superman 1 again. I know you watched that, but I did, I'm did. i talking about the Donner Cut here. Superman 2, the Donner Cut. Now, clearly, at the beginning of this, they tell you, look, it's not completely finished because some stuff are outtakes that they pieced in right. there. Like like you you can tell like um, in a couple of the scenes, continuity wasn't there, like hairstyles completely different for Clark Kent and 
it's either it's blown dry and then it's really wet if in, in the Niagara Falls hotel. It's like holy crap. You get well, yeah, I mean, apparently his uh scenes there were taken from a screen test. So yeah. they switch to these camera on her and then camera on him. Yeah. And even his glasses are different. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have to you have to forgive these things going into that. Yes. Um, but I'm gonna let you give me your take because I, I think I've given mine already on, on these. Well, I am gonna start with Superman the special edition. Yeah. Because I had never seen it. It's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. And like things I love about it was like you're fifty minutes into the film before you first see the Superman costume. And it's not even Christopher Reeve yet. It's just a here's a taste. Mm-hmm. And he's flying away from the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Um I like I think it builds better. Yeah. Um I you know I had seen some of those scenes before because but I had tell, seen- but, but because you said that is probably why they cut it. Cause you're like, Hey man, the kids are going to sit in this damn audience. You got to let them see Superman. Like, like there's a reason they made some of these choices for theatrical release. I get it. And I get it. And I, like I said, I've seen a couple of the scenes because there's the extended version, right? Which mm-hmm. I have not watched, but I know they basically threw every scene back in because on back in, you know, back in the eighties, when you threw a TV on, you know, Monday night movie or whatever it was right with commercials, you wanted that shit to hit three hours. You know, you wanted people watching the entire time. So they threw a bunch of stuff in to extend the time. So I've seen some of those scenes, but sitting down and watching it, edited as edited as one whole movie. All I could think was this is Superman. Yes. This movie is 43 years old at this point. And yeah, some of these special effects do not hold up, but the spirit of the movie is there and it's the perfect take on Superman on film period bar none. Wow. On film. Yeah. I'll say on film. Correct. On film. On I mean, film. Yes. Right. Are, film. Are you, what, are, what are you saying? You think Man of Steel is better? No, no, okay. but that wasn't shot on film, so I agree with you. <laughs> I, like I, I'll say it a thousand times, Man of Steel is a good movie. It's a terrible Superman film. Right. I just like that. I buy Henry Cavill as Superman really a lot. It's just a different I take. Do too. So, so I do too. but I mean, listen, Christopher Reeves was a big deal for us growing up i mean that was that was a it was a big movie man no no one ever did that for it was it was huge it was star wars but in superman they they did it and i loved it as a kid so i mean you know i'm not gonna beat it up now for effects and stuff that's just the way it was back then and and that's where the world was back then and i think that's what i was trying to say with Zack snyder like if let's say no superman movie came out at any time and the first one we got was that christopher reeve one right now i don't think it would play well, it's a different time. It's a darker time. Right. And that's what that I think said, Zach was trying to do. That said, you know, Metropolis is a stand-in for New York. Yeah. And New York in the 70s was a dark place. So It was. But yet it, they made it work. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, they, it was definitely comic book on screen. Yes. It wasn't trying to be our world. I think what Zack Snyder tried to do was make it our world. And that's a take. You know, 
that's fine. Diff- like I said, and, and, and I think that's why it's harder for DC because none of their places are real world. And that's why Marvel had a different take back then. Like, you know, they live among us already. Yeah. DC is a, is a, it's own world. It's its own. It is middle earth, right? It is, it's, it's, there is no metropolis. There is no Gotham. Right. So you have to, you have to like, people have to understand that going in, you know, into, into the DC universe is that those places are a, a different, it's, it's totally different. It's world building, you know, where New York is New York and you buy it and you're like, oh yeah, of course Captain America is in New York because, you know. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, Metropolis is everything good about New York and Gotham right. is everything bad about New York. Right. It's just what it is. It is. So all that to say, I loved it. I it was I can't tell the last time I watched the Superman film, but that was the first time I watched the special edition. Loved it. You know, yeah, forget the special effects. You know, the the plot is a little hokey. I mean that it goes from you know it, it's very, you know, mustache twirling. It is very comic booky. Okay, I'll give you that. But it's still a great take on Superman. So then I, I immediately watched the Donner Cut. Superman two, the Donner Cut. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, but I have to admit, I liked the version we got. Well, I never liked the Paris thing. Okay, that part I don't care about. I liked I mean, how they went right into it, and actually it was Superman that actually let them escape because he threw that bomb up there. So it was within, you know. Yes. That, that was smart, right? Yes. And yeah, th- every- you can see that it was totally connected, that it was two movies split in two. Right. Or one large movie, long, one four or five hour movie split in two. So right. yes, I liked how it's all connected. No question. So a little bit of background. And what I also liked was I loved the Jor-El stuff. Now the yes. reason you didn't get the Jor-El stuff from the theatrical release was because uh, Marlon Brando said, fuck off. You screwed over my friend. You can't use my rights to my face in this. So that's why you didn't have Jor-El. Well, it was more than that. If he appeared, his contract said he got a percentage cut. Right. So they basically reshot all his scenes yeah, with so the woman were... that played Superman's mom. Right. So I, I I liked it was nice because I had not seen those scenes before, obviously. And it really strengthened the whole father son thing. Exactly. Super, Superman is an orphan on many levels. Yes, he didn't get to know his real father, but then he was still in high school when his dad died, when, when John Ken died. Right. He's got some daddy issues, right? Right. So I loved that that interplay. Yeah, there's more so, arguments. There was more, you know, I love her, that kind of thing. And and but Jorel knew that he would be tempted as Jesus was ten- like this. There's this is the whole Jesus right. story here, right? Like, and then the father gives him his powers, and the father becomes a son. Son becomes. I mean, the definite, definite pull oh, yeah. there. Um, um now you know, I, I I didn't watch the original that was released, but I did read a bunch of stuff, you know, comparing the two, what was different, and was it Lester? Was it Richard Lester? I think who, I could have his name wrong. Who did the you know the the version we saw in back in 1980. I don't um, remember. He was known for more some slapstick comedy, some broader type comedy. And I remember seeing that in the film and there's some like 
when they're fighting in downtown Metropolis and they're blowing yeah. and they're pushing Superman. And yeah, I remember seeing scenes of like, oh, a woman goes and her dress comes up. Oh, and you see yeah. underwear. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember thinking that was funny as a kid. Yeah. So this the battle was more realistic, not more realistic. It was less campy. Okay. Right. But I will say this, and it was surprising. You know, one of my biggest arguments about Man of Steel is that Superman, you know, in Superman 2, he let him away. Well, he does, right. yes. But not right away. He throws, who's the big, who's the lug, the mute? Um, a cro- a, oh, God. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. He punches him through a building. And I th- I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. That happened in the Schneider movie over and over and over again. Right. And I'm like, Superman is supposed to be better than that. So it made me rethink my objection to seeing Superman do that in the Schneider films. Because he did it in the Donner version too. He punched him through a building. Yeah. Now, no one got hurt that, that they showed. Right. They didn't level the city. But still, they did battle downtown. And yes, eventually he leads them away. Because he was but, realizing, right. He cares for then, them. So as I'm watching the film, and you know he does the whole trick where he he uh, he goes in the chamber and he makes them human. Yeah, yeah. And then they he kills them all. I was like, oh, you know, no, he didn't. Well, hold on. When you see that happen, you're like, oh, right. he did kill him. That's what I don't like about the Shinner film. Superman doesn't kill. Right. But then they do that callback to the first movie, where he goes and rewinds time. Which I didn't like that. You know, I didn't, I was having issues going, man, you know, I really didn't like the fact that he killed, he killed Zod in the Snyder movie. So how can I be okay with it here? And yes, it was a callback. And maybe it was a bit too on the nose because that's how he resolved issues. You can't keep doing that every time there's a major issue, Superman. Well, I mean, how far back did he go? Like, okay, did he go divert the bomb again? Like all these incidents, like it would all happen again. Right. Well, whatever he did, obviously they're still alive, but trapped in the forbidden zone again. But then I was like, all right, so they're not dead. They're still imprisoned like they were before him. He has undone a lot of it and he didn't kill. So I was like, I'm okay with that ending. I I didn't like the ending of that. I thought, um, I never thought he killed them. I thought he put them in like some, there's some prison thing underneath that. They just, they fell down. Like, I didn't think they were dead, dead. When I was a kid, like, oh, they're just hidden down there. What happened? You know, yeah, they just fell into smoke and you never see them again. Oh, you don't know. It's, I mean, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So, um, because Superman doesn't kill, that's why I assume that. Like, oh, there must be a prison. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've already given the properties to him that he doesn't do that. Right. So, obviously, they're not because that's not what he would do. So, they're probably right. in a prison somewhere down there. You didn't see him break a neck like Snyder's, you know? Little, right. You know, it's a big difference. Um but I didn't like the turning back time thing because, you know, um, yeah, I was like going to the well again. Like, oh, wow, when shit goes bad, I just turn the clock back again. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the best solution. I mean, I, I liked that it was a callback to the first film. But also, like I said, you can't you can't turn back time every time you can't fix a problem, Superman. No. All right. Well, we're going to move on because we're, we're into this podcast. We got a lot of want to talk about, but I did want to get your take on one last thing um, that going back to the Justice League trailer, I didn't mention that. What'd you think of the Jared Leto quick, quick Joker turn? It's in the dream sequence. I, well, you don't know, but it's a dream sequence, I think. It appears to be, but yeah. 
they changed Joker again. Why? Why is he completely different than he was in um, Suicide Squad? I guess. I don't know. Schneider we'll just out. like, fuck it. It's not canon. I'm going to do whatever I want. This is my one shot. It's not going to be. Uh, I think it's part of it in film. Jared Leto won't cut his hair. And he's like, yeah, I'll do this cameo, but I'm not changing what I'm doing for this for this cameo. Right. That's, that's well, I, well, I get it. It's supposed to, it. to take place in a dream future from. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a problem with him as Joker. And that, that I don't either. It was funny. I didn't even mind him in Suicide Squad as how it was written. It's just, you know, whatever. It's a different take. I mean, he had to do something different. He couldn't yeah. do what Nicholson did. No. And, uh, he couldn't do what um, Heath Ledger. Thank you, Ledger did. He had to go a different route. Nobody can do what Heath Ledger did. That's already been done. Exactly. And then, you know. All right. WandaVision. Big episode. Big, big episode. Halloween special. Uh, I think a lot happened personally. Some people don't think a lot happened, but I think there's a lot of um, uh, explanation that happened. Yes. Um, and who, you know, with Pietro and all that. And now I have, um, so as I bring up my notes, cause I've been taking notes when I watch the show, because <laughs> sometimes we get too long. We, we, uh, take a while. Now there's a couple of things that uh, I picked up on. I have not gone to any sites to, to, uh, as I usually do for this show and, and kind of pick up what others are saying. I just kind of wanted to write this to myself. Um, there's something, there's a couple things. One, the commercial. This really got me thinking of the shark and it was yo magic, right? Yes. It was the yogurt. Now, clearly was a shark feeding off yo magic. Somebody's feeding off of Wanda's magic. That's how I see this. And Pietro, oh, Pietro to me is that person now, because now if you watch the episode, um, the I can't remember which son it was, but he says, oh, he's a vampire, our uncle. He's a vampire. And like, oh, feeding off their magic. Like, you know, he's doing something right. there. And if you, um, so I think he is Mephisto personally. And why I say that is when there's some words that he said in the, in the show, as I watched it, he goes, I'm going to, uh, he says, I'm gonna unleash hell demon spawn talking to the kids. Um, uh, damn it. If Westview, New Jersey isn't charming as hell. Right. You know, so there's like a lot of these things to me. Um, I, I think that he is Mephisto with all these hell things and all that. That's a well, you could be right because notice Agnes is nowhere near one of this episode. No, the whole time Pietro's around, he he got her away from everybody. Yes. He so, got vision. Oh yeah, go go vision. Go. I'll I'll be the father figure. I'll take the kids. Right. And Maybe hey kids, Joe. hey kids, the yogurt. You're feeding off yo magic. Like, and he's feeding off those kids, and and her. I think. Could be. Could be. I think it's a. I think it's certainly as valid as any other theory I've seen or heard. Yeah. I like that. I mean, obviously, we're not going to know until this show is over. We're two thirds of the way through. Yep. Six episodes, only have three more to go. They're all going to be an hour long from what I read, too. Oh, really? Next three, allegedly, yeah. Interesting, interesting. No, I think you have a very good thought there, and I I can't dispute any of it. I think you're, I mean, 
who knows if you're right. It's all theories at this point. Absolutely. I mean, he still could be pulled in from another universe. He mm -hmm. still could be resurrected. Right. Who knows? But I, like I said, I don't think your theory is any less valid, Joe. It's a good idea. I like that. Um, we've got Vision, who we know Vision is dead. I yes. think for, for real, because he, he got out of the boundary and he falls apart, so he can't live outside the boundary. Yeah, that was very interesting how he just started coming apart. Right. Right. So so what's her response? To expand the ed to expand the boundary? Yeah. Big time, right? Right, but she, her powers only went so far as they were, so if she expands it. Yeah, it's expanded, but I don't see her powers extending to the new edges. We'll see. I mean, she, maybe she, she hasn't gonna, got to that power yet. Maybe she's like, you know, she doesn't know the extent of her power. And that's why Mephisto's in there. Like, yeah, I can get this, you know. Well, again, it might be, you know, there are some theories that Mephisto is influencing her to push the boundaries of reality, to right. weaken the walls to all of the Elder Multiverse the rest of the multiverse so we can move around between them. So that could right. be it too. Who knows? So then uh, another theory I was thinking of was this might be a beginning to X-Men. Could be. Um, all the kids in that town, maybe because they, they, they said that, you know, they were studying she, they found a hat or in the computer, uh, Monica Rambeau's blood. Right. right. And they said it's the molecular, it's changing on a molecular level, having gone through twice. And so then there's mutated. a it's mutated. Right. And there's another kind of a hint early on when, when, uh, that Pietro gives in that, um, when, when Vision says he's going to go take, he's, he's not going to be able to take the kids out and blah, blah, blah. And then Pietro says, well, I can do it. I am XY. Chromos like 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 whoa! Why would you throw that out there? Like I am an XY chromosome or whatever right. gene, thing. and I'm like, oh, that was kind of weird to throw that out there. So maybe there's maybe there's an X Men play in this uh, somewhere. Interesting, interesting take. I, I don't see why not. I mean, either that. Well, they were pretty heavy on the fact that Monica's blood had changed. Right. It, the, here, everybody in the audience, your blood has right. changed. <laughs> I mean, there's a, you know. I have no doubt in my mind at the end of this, she's going to be Photon. Do you think she'll be Photon or be ready to be Photon in, well, in the next Captain Marvel she may not movie? Have, she may not have taken up the mantle, but I think we're going to see her express some kind of power before the series is over. Right. It's right. It's too... It's, it's almost too heavy-handed in the foreshadowing there. I mean, right? Your your blood has changed, and you've been through it multiple times, and right. you're yeah. going to go through again. We know you are. Right. Then what happens? Right. Um. But how about like since she has so much power, but she couldn't, like you said, she couldn't. Wanda couldn't reach the outer edges. You see, these people are just like you see, like like lawn animal or like the lawn animatronics, like yep. to keep that. That was really freaky. That was a a, a freaky freaky thing. Well, and even the people further out were just frozen. Yeah, including Agnes so. at the edge, but then she wasn't because, um, Vision kind of. I think Agnes was faking. Do you? 
Yeah. Because. Do you think she was trying to get out? No, no. I don't know what she was doing there. Uh, That I can't explain just but maybe she was there because they've been tracking vision from the outside and they probably told her to go there. Could be. I mean, if she's but, in on if she's in on it from um sword point of view. I don't know if Agnes is in on it from sword because I think but we do know when they show that poster that she's the only person without an actual license. So, is that because she's a secret agent or right. is she perchance the uh witness? That they were trying to protect? It's possible, for sure. Or is it because she's a witch and she's in league or somehow associated with, well, maybe not with Mephisto, but is definitely there doing something? Because she's been she's been influencing um, Wanda the whole time, too. Right. So I, Again, I have no, nothing behind it other than my gut that tells me, something tells me she was faking somehow because... Yeah, even though she was on the edge, and yes, obviously she's wearing the uh, appropriate, you know, clothing for the era, whatever she's in. Mm-hmm. She has always kind of shown that she is slightly outside of Wanda's control. Whether it was talking to the neighbor about, um, you know, you know about what was going on, and not telling Vision about the fact that uh, Monica was in there, right? Right. And they're talking to Wanda. Or, you know, as we saw in the first episode where she's encouraging her to have children and to have sex with Vision. And then in the second episode, she's encouraging her to have kids, you know, and for the children and all that. She has been an influence the entire time. And like I said, even though she's dressed appropriately, she seems to be somewhat outside of one's control. Like like we also saw when uh, they went off script and she asked her, like she kind of broke character to say, do you want me to let him pick, or you want me to pick the baby up? Like she's asking for stage direction. Right. So that's why I think she was faking to a degree, but that's just my gut. I I have no idea for sure. Right. Yeah. I I don't either. Um, It is interesting. I do, you know, that kind of reminds me of um, when she's not there, right? Like you said, she's not near Wanda because maybe Pietro did that. Um, there was a scene where, you know, Pietro said, you know, really kind of says, yeah, I'm your brother. Uh, and she kind of buys it, but she was afraid. He knows that Wanda's, he tells Wanda, he knows that she's doing all this and she's right. like, you're not, and you're not bothered by it. Right. And, um, which he's, he's like, Oh no, no. How, how do you do it? No, tell me, how do you do it? And right. I, I think it's somebody trying to steal that magic, whether it's Mephisto or wh- whoever it could be. Um, clearly right. trying to figure out how you're doing it. Right. That's that's the only reason he's there, not because it's her brother. Right. And there's a reason they showed at the beginning of this previously on WandaVision, they showed the original Pietro. They did. So there's a reason they're telling us that's not him. They're giving us the hint that that's not him. My My opinion. Or they're telling us it's him, but from a different dimension, different reality. Yeah, He's but it the was, same, but different. But they show the same bullet holes in that dead, in which looked at him dead for a second, like she did with uh, Vision. Which that makes me wonder if he. I, I don't disagree with you that he could possibly be Mephisto or somehow in league with Mephisto in some way, shape, or form. 
But then they show when they showed him dead for a second, like she had seen Vision. That makes me wonder, maybe he is under her control. So all that to say, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. No, I don't either. But but when she found out that Wanda or that uh, Vision was in trouble, she blasted his ass quickly. Didn't even care if it was her brother or not. True, true. You know, I don't think she would do that. If she really thought it was her brother. Interesting. Like she just was like, I'm not even talking to you. You're just gone. And I'll shoot you across right. the damn, you know. Um, yeah, her focus but, is 100% vision and her kids. Yeah, it's her, it's the grief. It's the loss of vision as yes. the last the last straw on her sanity. Yes. Clearly. And 100%. someone's somebody's feeding off that grief and the power because, you know, maybe she just kind of did a little bit and it felt good and it kept growing and growing and, you know, she built him and, you know in this world. I think we'll get the answers to that, but um, now the kids are getting their power powers, right? So we saw that um, one got his speed power quick, quickly. It's funny you say that, you know what his superhero name is, don't you? I I, I don't. It's speed. What is it? Just speed. speed. I know the other one is Wiccan. Yes. And he's, he kind of got his at the end as he felt what was happening to uh, vision, but I don't quite know who Wiccan is and what he is he he basically more, has powers know. very similar to Wanda, so right. hex-based magic-type powers. Right, and that's why it's a hexagon? Don't know. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's still a huge mystery. I, for a while, I thought maybe the hexagon was relating to AIM. Now right. I don't know. Can we give but a shout-out to Jimmy, to Jimmy Woo kicking ass? Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> he beat the shit out of people. It was great. It was great. So now Darcy pulled in. She's in. She's in, right? So is she going to be two broke girls? Well, that's funny because obviously now. Because <laughs> we're going to be close episode, to the time frame. Right? They're in the 2000s now. They're going to be doing that single camera stuff with the confessionary, like yeah. Modern Family, The Office, all that. If she shows up in a mustard color uh, waitress outfit, I'm going to laugh. Oh, it'll be funny. They kind of have to do that, right? Why not? Wink and a nudge? Why not? Why not? They've already winked and a nudge so much anyways. It was clearly a Malcolm in the Middle and all that other shit that went on at that time. Yep. Um, you know. Are you still liking the show? Are you liking it more? Are you liking it less? Uh, I, I My interest, I think, is increasing every, every single episode. It's, you know, the first... I'm glad they released the first two, and I think I said this already. The first two were the two... I don't want to say bitter pills to swallow, but they were the... Harder pills to swallow. Stranger ones really, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Because they don't really reveal a lot. So you're like, what the fuck is going on other than 50s and 60s? Right. Why? Now I think we're kind of seeing why. Because all of it is that it's a fictionalized uh, reality. It's a fictionalized, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Idealized reality. Yes. For her, so, her ideal, right? Yes, and just like TV is an idealized version of life, so that's I, I see the analogy. Blah blah blah. So, as we can see, just us discussing right now, there's so much we don't know, and there's so many hints and clues that could lead. I mean, on some of these things, you and I are 100 percent wrong. 
There's no question. Oh, I'm sure. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. We just don't know what we're wrong about yet. And that's right. I think that's why I like the show because we're peeling back layers of the onion, but we're peeling back a layer of the onion and then finding an orange. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then we dig a little deeper and we find something else. So, you know, when you think I have it, when you think you have it figured out, they take another turn. And you're like, okay, no, I don't know. Right. I think yeah, I'd yeah. Say I'm liking it more. Are you? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I, I, I think Marvel can do something that maybe other people can't do in the see in, in a year. And what I mean by that is I don't know if I need a WandaVision season two, but I might need some other Marvel show for the year. Like, you know, I can't see a season two out of this. And why would you, if it leads into no. a giant movie with, um, Dr. Strange, you know, no, I, I think what Marvel's going to do, we'll have a show like this that'll tell maybe a slower paced story, fill in more background into characters that we don't get to see mm-hmm. in the limelight as much. Right. And then segue away that into a film. So like, we know we're going to see her in the Doctor Strange movie. Well, I think we got some pretty good ideas as to why. Right, right. And then, so I think we're going to see the movies, and then we're going to see see more TV shows that give that background or give those B and C heroes more to chew on. Right, right. It's an endless mon- monetary cycle, and we're going to keep paying it, and Disney's going to become bigger and bigger. Well, they got to pay off that park that nobody can go to so well that's why they're focusing on streaming to make up that money and i think they're gonna yeah do we miss anything in this episode what do we miss Uh, i don't think so i mean that i I mean obviously the world has grown and we'll see what happens next and um i'm i'm you know we'll find out in four hours oh no tomorrow no it's tomorrow morning sorry six in the morning or whatever I'm, I'm sure we'll get a, some messages for some of our users that get up particularly early when they watch the next episode. They'll yeah, probably have watched to... it already by the time they listen to this. Uh, yeah, it's I'm okay. sure they will. It's okay. We'll, That's we'll get it out For there. us, from the time of recording, I'm probably about 24 hours away from watching the next episode. I know. So probably eight hours after this posts. Absolutely. All right. That's probably a good place to end this. Um, before we hit the end of the episode... If you guys want to do something helpful for KyberCast, go on to uh, KyberCast.com slash shop and get yourself some gear if it's out there. Um, mugs, hats, shirts, all the stuff. Um, we don't make a lot of money off it. Actually, we barely make like 50 cents, but what the hell? <laughs> it'll, it'll help. Because I got a feeling that things are going to change in the way we record <laughs> from all the changes on the website that we use. But something's coming. Uh, more fees right and if you uh, if it's your first time listening to the podcast thank you so much for tuning in if you've been here before thanks for that too Um, do us a favor and tell some friends about the podcast that really helps Um, tell them they can find us on various podcast places like Apple Podcast and Spotify and Google Podcast and all those cool places and to connect with us on social media and Michael can tell you where to do that well, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, find us at KyberCast. And on Facebook, we have both a group and a page under The KyberCast. Cool. That'll do it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Check us out next week. Until then, this is the way.
I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway. 